This can-do podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do. This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Can Do Horse Racing Podcast. The podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. This is our Big Score segment. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfurt Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859-509-7035 or email him at terry at endeavorfarmky.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. Bob Phillips is a nationally known comedian featured on, among other places, Sirius XM's Raw Dog Channel. He has a very funny new album coming out tomorrow, January 31st, called $10 Gift Card. I got an early preview and I can tell you it was very enjoyable. As was my conversation about a big score Bob had when he was just a wee lad, and of course, it's told with his trademark humor. Along the way, we discussed the final race of the legendary Trotter Quick Trip. Never heard of him? You won't forget him after this. Enjoy. So joining me for this week's Big Score Story is none other than Bob Phillips. Bob is a nationally known touring comedian. If you've ever listened to Sirius XM Raw Dog Channel, you've heard Bob, or perhaps you've seen him in his many appearances across the country. He also partners with previous Big Score guest, Sal D'Amelio, to do the Sal and Bob Steakhouse Show. Uh, Bob, you've got a new album coming out on January 31st, correct? It's called $10 Gift Card? That is correct, and thank you for having me on the show, Bill. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, I know that you and Sal specialize in steakhouses, uh, but uh, you are also a pizza aficionado as well, right? Anyone that uh, orders more than one in one day is definitely a pizza aficionado also, right? Oh, yeah. We got to have the pizza, yeah. They were just kind of looking at each other, you know? Because I hadn't showered in like five days. I was a mess. He gives me the pizza. I give him the money off. He goes, I took that thing. It was gone by 11.45. So was the bottle of wine. I'm unashamed of this, okay? So it's, uh, now it's noon. I've been up for an hour, and I thought, well, I should probably take a nap. I got a lot to... Uh, got a lot I got to get done in the afternoon. So I did, and I took a nap. You know, you know when you, you have a drunk afternoon nap? It wasn't so much a nap as it was a gluten coma. You ever go into... <laughs> more than one day. Three in a day, as a matter of fact. I think you've listened to my album. <laughs> three in one day. That, that is... Uh, I will bow down to your awesomeness there. Um, I, think you, I think you called it a gluten coma, correct? Yeah, it wasn't, it, that's exactly what it was. And I wouldn't call it awesomeness. I would call it aestheticness. 
It was, uh, it was it was a sad day in the history of uh, Bob Phillips to to throw back three pizzas and three bottles of wine. So. And three bottles of wine. That is that is actually most impressive, really. Uh, that is, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm asleep just thinking about three bottles of wine. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so, Bob, I, I, we've caught you. Uh, you're not in airplane mode. You're not in Spirit Airlines, which is great. Uh, um, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you've, got a, you've got a big score story for us that you wanted to tell us about. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I... I've listened to your podcast, and uh, I got to know it through Sal and through Ross, and it's a really entertaining, fun thing to listen to because, oh, thank you. as you know, Sal and I are gamblers, mm-hmm. and um, we love to go to Vegas, and we love to, um, you know, all, all kinds of gambling, sports, uh, table, you know, you name it. Raindrops but running down the window, my, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but my, but I have to say to you that my, uh, my experience in, uh, Horse racing really dates all the way back to when I was a teenager, and uh, I, I didn't know anything about it then, but I, I got to know it because I lived uh, about a mile from Northville Downs in Northville, Michigan. Okay, and I was I was fourteen years old when <laughs> I started uh, betting harness racing, and <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a wholly different thing than than playing the thoroughbreds, but it's it's betting nonetheless. And I love betting. That's right. An early age. Yeah, yeah. And so I had I had two other miscreant friends of mine that loved to do this. So what we would do, and this is this is absolutely true. This is you know I'm talking 1977 here. Okay? Oh man, yeah. So yeah. it it was a different era, a different world where three. 14-year-old boys could hop the fence at Northfield Downs and actually place bets and bet every race on a Saturday. Mm. And what we would do is it was, it was two bucks to get in. So we had, you know, returned enough bottles and we had done enough yard work for each of us to earn like $22 or something, right? So we could bet 10 races at $2 per. So now what we would do is we would, the three of us uh, together outside the fence, we would help two of the guys over the fence. Now the third guy couldn't climb it on his own. So he would go in and you'd have to pay the two bucks to get inside. The other two guys that got in for free would have to pay him a buck. (laughs) Very democratic. (laughs) Very democratic. Very democratic. I mean, you know, that's such it's such teenage logic, you know. That, that we <laughs> just idiots, just three idiots, you know. And uh, so we would actually go in and we would play uh, all day long on a you know pick a Saturday mm-hmm. or a. Um, I think the action then was only weekends at Northville Downs. Okay. And it was only in the winter, and I I've never figured that out. It's got now it's got all kinds of action almost year round. So. We would go in, and the first couple of times we went there, uh, you know, we were naive. We thought we can just go to the window and place our bets. Well, the you know the person at the window is like, "You're not, you're not 18. Oh. Where's your ID?" So we did the kid thing and just turned around and pointed at some old guy leaning up against the banister. And, well, that's, <laughs> that's my, my dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, really, literally, this is what we did, and and they're like, "Okay, good enough for me." We'll take your money, right? So, so this guy's this guy's cop attitude really only lasted uh, as far as the lamest excuse goes, right? <laughs> exactly. He did the the absolute least uh, that he could do in that situation and try to dissuade us 
from a life of gambling and debauchery, <laughs> but we went in anyway. So we would do this, and, we, and once we figured out the routine, we would go and play all the time. Now, we didn't really get, you know, we weren't, we were not rocket scientists mm-hmm. at, at uh, 14, 15, <laughs> but we knew enough after a while that um, there were some funny things that happened in harness racing, yes. and people, you would hear them talking like, wait a minute, what's going on here, you know, I... <laughs> That's, that's not right. Well, you know, even as a kid, you kind of figure it out. Well, there's all kinds of ways that uh, the race can change in the middle of it, you know, when there's wheels and, you know, uh, m- you know, machinery involved. Uh, so, you know, we did all kinds of things. And, you know, I don't, and I honestly don't remember how much I won or lost, but I do remember, and this is, and by the way, folks, this is what got me on the big score, my story. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I won an exacta. I ran. I won a uh, two horse exacta, and that was like uh, over two hundred dollars, like two hundred eleven, some weird amount. Oh dear God! Like and I wow. don't. Yeah, and I was, you know, like I said, I was fourteen. So, but what happened was, and I, and I remember looking at the boards and thinking, I've won twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I've won two thousand dollars. Well, you know how it changes when they start scraping off the. <laughs> the track money, and then they start figuring in all the betters that you know were involved in it. You thought you scooped but, the pool, but two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so two hundred eleven bucks, I think, is what it amounted to. But it, 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 the memories are foggy now. But so now I have to go to the window and I have to collect this. <sighs> so I go up, and the uh, you know I went to you know in my like I said my my teenage brain, I thought, well, I'm going to go to a different window now. Uh, and they're like, you can't cash. What's your ID? You can't cash this. In. You're not, you're not 18. And I said, no, no, I, I, uh, I bet this for my dad and he's over there and they weren't buying it this time. Oh, so I walked, I walked away from the window thinking, what am I going to do? I can't, you know, this, of course, you know, I'm winning this money and I can't collect. So we found a guy <laughs> who was quite literally down on his luck and we told him, <laughs> Like if you cash this ticket in for us, we'll give you twenty bucks. <laughs> so, so he agreed, and we agreed, and he went and cashed that ticket in, and he was good to his word. He only took twenty bucks, and we were we were dancing in the streets of Northville, Michigan, that night. Did you did you surround him, the three of you, so that he couldn't make a getaway with your uh, with your two hundred eleven bucks as he cashed? Well, you know concerned. what? Yeah. You know, there was three of us, and none of us were really big guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but this was this was a guy who'd spent, you know, pretty much every day and night at the track, <laughs> and, you know, most of those hours were spent drinking and cursing his <laughs> losing streak, so he wasn't going to put up too much of a fight if we had to take <laughs> okay. the money from him. Take him down. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, he was, he was great, and he gave us the money, and then, in fact, uh, in, in later times, uh, when we, you know, even when we didn't have quite as big a, a ticket to hand in, we'd negotiate with him and we'd give him five bucks or something. But yeah, talk, talk about, um, you know, uh, a hooligan. That was me <laughs> in the seventies. Now, Bob, you walked away, you netted, walked away with $191 and look, uh, those of us of a certain age, and I include myself know that back in 1990, 1977, $191 was a lot of money. And as a 14 year old, yes, it was. Uh, how many packs of like Bubblicious did you buy or whatever? <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I was still, I was still in that phase where I was buying baseball cards, you know, at 15, 16, you discover girls and all that goes out the window. But 
I do remember buying a few more packs of baseball cards. I don't know what else I did with it. We were just giddy. We were just, you know, <laughs> dumb kids, and we went and blew it on, you know. Um, there, was, there was a restaurant in town. In fact, it was the It wasn't Outback Steakhouse, that, though, right? It wasn't Outback Steakhouse, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> there were no, you know, we, we, we wouldn't have bought steaks back then. Okay. We didn't All have right. the, okay. the palates for it. But, but there was a bar and a, and a restaurant in town called the Winter Circle. And it was, and it was, uh, it's where all what we call the track rats. That's mm-hmm. where they all went after the race, and you know, and licking their wounds and counting their losses. So we would go there and we'd eat cheeseburgers until our heads fell off. But yeah, it was uh, those were good days. <laughs> you know, uh, in my experience, Bob, any bar near a racetrack that's named the Winner's Circle is actually <clears throat> the loser circle. Let's face it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've seen a few Winner's Circle bars yeah. outside of racetracks <laughs> in your day. I know you have. I have. I have, and I've been. I've been one of the patrons. Believe me, I, I, I have been. Uh, there's oh, no, I, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> Oh, but there's a there's a stuff. certain kind of patron in a small town racetrack that you know that goes there on a daily basis, and you know who I'm talking about. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you a quick uh, harness racing story of my of my own, uh, and it actually took place around the same. It was like 1981. It took place at the old Foxborough Raceway here in uh, New England, and um, I had been introduced to harness racing by my brother, and I had the Good or bad fortune to have uh, cashed a pretty good size exact in the very first race I ever bet. Um, so now I'm an expert. So uh, we go to Foxborough Raceway, myself and my brother-in-law, uh, and a couple of friends. So we, actually, two two of my brothers-in-law. We went to uh, Foxborough Raceway that night, and we walking in the door, and uh, they're handing out colored paper flyers. This is the final New England appearance of the legendary Quick Trip is the name of the horse, right? And there's a... There's a, there's a <laughs> the legendary. The legendary. There's a, there's a black and white kind of, you know, uh, mimeographed uh, picture of him uh, yeah. on there. And <laughs> this is the legendary Quick Trip, exactly. So um, <laughs> it's a, this was a... I don't know what Northville was, if it was a half-mile track or a, a five-eighths mile track, but Foxborough was a... Yeah five-eighths mile track so they started on the back stretch um and then they come around the turn once come around the home stretch mm-hmm. once and then come around the second time and finish right so you know the build-up to the race is unbelievable so the the, the truck the car is going down the back stretch the the wings open up the horses take off and quick trip who is a trotter breaks stride and if you know anything about oh. horse racing, Quick Trip's day is over. <laughs> all right, that's it. Yeah, that's yep, it. All done. So we hadn't bet the race because who's going to bet a one to five or a one to nine horse, right? That just doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Um, so, but all of a sudden, we're we're sitting on the window, the, the the four of us, and there's a guy. He must have unloaded the house payment. Uh, taking out a second on Quick Trip, he is storming down the aisle, swearing. He takes a, an expensive pair of binoculars and fires them down the length of the aisle. Like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> this is uh, this is one of those guys you don't make eye contact with, you know. So we're all just oh, yeah, right, <laughs> staring straight ahead, waiting for the storm to pass. I have, I don't remember anything else about that night except. 
the eruption of this Mount Vesuvius of anger when Quick Trip broke stride. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Even as a kid, I had those uh, those fits of anger and, and people yelling fix and all that. I, I get that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all do, actually. I've been there, too. So um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Bob, that's a great, that's a great story. Uh, really enjoyable. Right. And um, like I said, your album comes out on January 31st, $10 gift card. It does. And uh, yep. you and Sal do on, a... On tour records. On tour records. That's right. Thank you for yes, sir. that reminder. And thank and, you, Ross Dunsworth. <laughs> hey, I know a guy by that name. Yeah. Um, you do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Next week, we'll have another big score story for you. But we want to hear about yours also. Contact us directly at CanDoBillD at gmail.com. That's C-A-N-D-O-B-I-L-L-D at gmail.com. And tell us about it. We can record your segment together, or you can just relate the story to me, and I will relay it to our listeners. And if you wish, you can remain anonymous. So don't be shy. We know you've got a big score or two out there. I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, of course, may the horse be with you.